and welcome listeners to the latest edition of Benito Football Social. Uh, it's me, Joe, uh, and Simon is here rocking. Um, Simon has disclosed his fear. Sorry, Simon, if I'm going to out you with your fear of uh, karaoke, but uh, Simon's nestling uh, his new mic in his hand, and and I must say, with the moustache, there's 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 Freddie Mercury vibes going on there. So I. Uh, if, if you break into it at, at some point with the vacuum cleaner yeah. in the background, there's um, no. I'll do a lot of things on this pod, but I'll never sing. Ever. You'll never sing. No, no, no. Ever. No, so is uh, so is disclosed. Not being a, a great fan of karaoke. Um, how you doing, mate? How's how's life? Yeah, good for a Monday. Not too bad. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, doing good. Thanks. Yeah. Pretty heavy weekend of football. Um, I thought I watched a fair amount. I think Simon has uh, has indulged, indulged. Uh, listeners, if you uh, if you've been anything like us, there's some epic matches uh, for us to discuss. We've got the FA Cup, which we're going to go into in a bit. Uh, so I was going to talk about some of the changing kind of face of the the Serie A um, with uh, with a couple of losses and for Atalanta. Atalanta lost, didn't they, Si? Uh, yes, yeah, they lost, yeah, and then Napoli won, and then we've got Napoli the one game to get into, and and uh, and Sai is wondering whether Juve might be might be closing in closer to their their ominous their ominous selves with the uh, the addition of that that lad who's quite good, um, the man child, yeah, the man child, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think uh, where we must start and where it's vital for us to start is. Uh, for the tournament that we have absolutely blooming loved covering uh, came to a close um, on Sunday night with a, I, I don't know whether to say it was a cracking match. It was it, it was Egypt versus Senegal, um, Mane versus Salah. Uh, and a whole lot more, um, but that was that's that was the overriding narrative. Or maybe maybe we we, we should say it was uh, Mane versus uh, I forgot the goalkeeper's name now. Oh, I feel terrible. Um, Gabaski, Gabashi. Um, he was wow. Well, for for a guy who literally just came into it in in. Uh, in the final stages, I think he came on against Ivory Coast. Uh, yeah, he certainly he certainly made uh, made a case for for goalkeeper of the tournament, of which there there were some impressive uh, impressive goalkeeping performances. Um, it, it it was nil nil for the majority of uh, for the entirety of the game. It was nil nil for ninety minutes. Uh, extra time was uh, slightly. Yeah, no, I was, I'm trying to think. It's really weird. I wouldn't say it was a painful affair, but I, I just felt it was being cranked up. I don't know about you emotively, Si, but I was kind of rooting for Senegal. I, I really I really wanted them to win. Uh, we'll probably get into a bit of uh, Aliou Cisse loving in a minute. Um, but as it but as it edged closer towards um, towards that kind of 120th minute, I was like, oh, my God... Like if Egypt do it, and oh, and then it's going to go to pens, and and the keeper was so imperious. Um, but yeah, yeah, as as we all know, um, Senegal ran out winners four uh, two. 
uh, in their penalty shootout with um, a beautiful kind of full circle, I'd say, with uh, with Mane missing his penalty uh, at the opening, you know, start of the game. Uh, what was it? Seventh minute, seventh minute penalty. Um, I think uh, Cease, the the the, the left back. Uh, was uh, was taken out, wasn't he, as he was entering the box, um, and and Mane absolutely like fizzed it, but but put it too close to the keeper uh, and save, and, and from there it just became like you know attritional football from uh, from Egypt. I'd say Senegal did all right. They carved out some efforts, but uh, but yeah, the the game kind of didn't really have and flow. Um, I'm not too sure if if Senegal were able to put together anything kind of concrete. They had they were sporadically good, weren't they? But yeah, pass it over to you, Sai. I feel I'm gabbling a little bit. What, what what was your thoughts on the game, mate? I want to call a spade a spade and say it was a bad final for a pretty bad tournament. I think we can objectively say. I mean, it was heavily marred off the pitch with the tragic loss of eight people's lives earlier in the tournament. And it was marred by bad pitches. Mm. Several of the rounds were really in matches, including the final, were, were kind of ruined by bad pitches. There was a good standard of refereeing. The the final itself, I think, was poorly refed. And um, he loved to use his whistle a lot. Um, so that was a shame. And you outlined the, the final kind of beautifully. It was really the only beautiful thing about that final was the symmetry of <clears> Mane's story, missing the penalty and then being the guy to stick it away to win it for his country. Win their first... AFCON. Um, they've perennially been the bridesmaid of this tournament for years and years and um, 2019 losing finalists coming back to win it so they've been the best team in Africa for about five years now I think and, and, and that's thoroughly deserved and it's a really good victory for football, African football that they won that game. I think um, Carlos Quiros and a lot of that Egypt setup can hang their head in shame. They've got the best player in the world and the most informed striker in the world in their team and they decided to play like that for a tournament um, and it was quite deliberate you know we saw it against Ivory Coast we saw it against Morocco and then we saw it in the fi- Cameroon sorry of course and then we saw it in the final against Senegal so um, it's a victory for football and victory for Senegal that has been um, wildly celebrated by yes. the, the season it in Senegal look incredible yeah. it means a lot yeah. to Means a lot to a, I don't know if um, you, you saw the the Team Senegal Twitter uh, post where it just had all, or it felt like the whole of Senegal awaiting outside of the uh, the airport for for them to arrive. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, and one of the things Jack mentioned, uh, you know, in the group chat, he said, you know, uh, Egypt are going to steal this with a Mohamed Salah counter attack, aren't they? And I was like. I said no in the sense that they might still win it, but it'll either be on penalties or or a set piece. And that, like, they didn't even they didn't even bother to like to have a counter attacking plan, did they? It was they didn't even go to to that kind of you know it's quite a base uh, uh, you know game plan, isn't it? You know, a, a good counter attack, brilliant. I think both teams both teams game plan was was kind of leveled by the 60th minute by the pitch and the ref um i think both teams kind of ran out of ideas at the 60th minute and yeah senegal couldn't formulate passing to break down a, a, a block a low block for egypt and egypt could not get a counter attack going 
against Senegal's possession. Uh, so it just was a, a kind of not a dead mm. rubber, sorry, but you know they completely cancelled themselves out for the 120 minutes. There was a few chances from set pieces and a few breaks and a penalty, obviously. But all in all, it was a really it was a heavy watch. I don't know about you, it was a long, long two hours that and penalties. Um, but the feeling at the end when Mane, you know, the camera zooms in on Mane's face before he takes the last penalty was a pretty amazing moment. I think we have to kind of acknowledge. Um, and I think it's curious, and I'm sure this is obviously this is obviously coincidence, but it did kind of come down to yeah. a Mane versus Salah shootout, almost. Like, Salah barely yeah. got a kick in the game, and he actually literally didn't get a kick in the um, penalty shootout. And I think here live to regret not wanting to be higher up in the list um there's a new thing with like Ronaldo post Ronaldo wanting to be the fifth penalty taker um when actually a player like that's much more valuable at third or second in fact um but anyway yeah strange decision from Salah and or whoever and um it's a such a good like I said it before such a good thing yeah on um final. on the really the Sadio Mane penalty I was uh I was finishing up the washing in the kitchen, I had it on 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 my my computer, um, and I just I just like screamed with joy when uh, when he scored, and my wife and the dog came running in. She's like, "What's the matter?" I was like, "Nothing. It's okay. The the team that I wanted to win, who who were in the Africa Cup of Nations, won it." And she like just <laughs> okay, all right. I thought you were you know thought you'd done something. Um, and uh, it was weird to hear to read. Sorry, the criticism that Salah got on on Twitter, like. Yeah, you know, yeah, I can't believe he didn't take the penalty. You know, he should hang his head. I'm like, I don't know. I think that there's there's obviously a collective decision. Um, that, that I I don't know what the statistical kind of breakdown is. Whether it's best to put your your, your best players last or first or whatever. It's it's it is interesting. And there's there are studies about it. I looked. I actually looked it up before the pod. Genuinely, oh, is a, a play, your best penalty taker is more valuable being a third or fourth. A fifth nice. is you can you know the, the 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 fifth thing is about the camera shot. You know the winning shot, the the, the mm. winning moment on camera or to be remembered. It's uh it's actually quite a selfish move for Salah to kind of put himself fifth. There's a really high percentage chance you won't be taking that fifth penalty. Like quite statistically not very often you know less than half the time penalties go to five or more so you're instantly putting yourself at a 50 50 chance that you won't take a penalty which i think is daft but yeah but do you think that was on him do you think think he'll have been like i want to take no no well uh, he's a cat he is the captain and he's also the leading player in that team so uh, he he has obviously some say uh, uh, you know Mm. could he i'm sure if salah turned around went actually i want to go third who's going to say no to that Mm. nobody um so, I don't know, it kind of on him, kind of on everyone, isn't it? Um, but who cares? Mane stuck his penalty away and that was wicked. So let's concentrate on that. And I want to hear some of your picks for player of the tournament because we've been quite down about a bad final, but there were some good moments. And yeah, I want to hear yeah, some of your players of the tournament. Yeah. Mm. I did want to give a quick shout out to uh, Koulibaly in that, in, in that final, actually, because I, I did think any time um, uh, Salah got... Just a, a, a whisper. In fact, Diallo and, and Koulibaly of uh, of you know turning or whatever they they were on him. I, I was really impressed with uh, Koulibaly. Uh, players of the tournament. I, I must say, uh, and I, I I enjoyed seeing him. Uh, and he has you know uh, this is no surprise. He's, he finished top scorer with eight goals. Uh, but I I loved uh, Abubakar. 
um, and actually his his, uh, mm. his compatriot Toko Akembe, I thought did himself uh, uh, did himself proud. I I really liked them yeah. as a double act, um, and I really like Collins Collins Fai of uh, of. Uh, Cameroon, he was he's quite a small guy, loads of energy, like uh, oh, yeah, fine. energy FAI. levels were yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um Can I give two uh, shout-outs? I'm sure you can, you impossible please to be with it. My team at the tournament would be Tapso um Tapsoba, who obviously didn't go deep yes. into the tournament, but he's yep. seriously impressive and again same same goes for Hikimi. Yeah. Hikimi's two free kick goals, he gets solid right back, best right back in the world. Sorry everyone. Um sorry. Trent James <laughs> and everyone else, um, but Hakimi is incredible. Yeah, that would be just two I wanted to slot in there, along with probably Salah and Mane. Um, who else could possibly slip in there? I tell you what, there's a really interesting character who played really well for. I know I've slightly of Egypt off, but their centre back um, Abdul Manam is seriously impressive, and kind of looked them up before coming on the pod and. That final was his 47th professional game as wow. a football player, and he's 23. Wow. And I was like, bloody hell. He was really accomplished and calm and had a good tournament. Um, you know, Egypt did defend well, in fairness to them, to get him to the final. But yeah. That's that's for, uh, yeah. very impressive. Who else? We, who are, any more midfielders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a bit loose on midfield. No, I really liked um, Burkina Faso's Blatty Torre, uh, Ibrahim Blatty Torre, um, a player that I literally knew nothing about. Um, and from, uh, I think Burkina Faso was the first game that I watched. Um, and in fact, weren't they in the group with Cameroon? Didn't they start the group phase of Cameroon? Oh, I'll, I'll double check that just so I don't slow the slow I'm the chat. Sure but um, and, and obviously they met each other in the third, uh, you know, third place playoff, didn't they? Um, but yeah, Blatty Torre, I really really enjoyed him. I thought he was, uh, yeah, he was a good kind of kind of box to box player. Um, and Herve Coffee was uh, was a goalkeeper that I I thought he was was great. I really liked his vibe. I really liked his uh, and. I think it might have been the Comoros keeper. Uh, his distribution, I really enjoyed. Uh, um, his uh, his like he was really quick to release the ball. Um, that kind of always stuck in my head. But um, I, I defo, I'm with you on Hakimi. Watching both those, uh, both those free kicks were absolutely, yeah, unbelievable. Um, Out of this world. Well, I tell you what, it should be left back. And you mentioned them earlier in the pod, cease. The Senegal guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good. Marauding left back. Yeah. Yeah, I was very impressed with him. Um in fact, yeah, Cameroon and Burkina Faso were were in the in the group stages together. Yeah, uh, that was the first game that I watched. There was a I was it made me laugh because within thirty seconds there was there was essentially a foul that definitely could have been a red card. Um I can't quite in fact it might have been Collins Fire who committed it, but it was just like an absolute rush of blood to the head and we were like here we go. Afcon is here. Like wildness. Yeah, Afcon time. Yeah. Um, but but the, yeah, those are the kind of like collectively. Um, I think maybe shout out to, for Ianacho, um, Kelechi Ianacho. I, I thought like you know obviously Nigeria let down, but um, I think we look gr- good in the group stages. Um, I think those are my. I'll tell you another Cameroon name is Ang. He's no surprises. Is Anguissa yeah. of Fulham on loan at Napoli. Um, 
Seriously. He'd play well in a Manchester United midfield. <laughs> Sorry to say that. <laughs> then most people would. But um, Anguise is, was fabulous, yeah, I thought. Yeah, I, I agree. He's really, really... It's just... Uh, like... Those players that Fulham signed at that time, I think everyone was a little bit sniffy. And, and yeah, it was probably not what they needed. But they've all actually done rather well. Um, considering they brought, he brought, he, they brought in... Zambo Anguisa, and they also brought in, he's at Leicester now, uh, RB Leipzig to Leicester. Teddy absolutely adores him. Um, really, really smart signing. Uh, Lookman? Yeah, Adam, was it Adam Lookman? Was he at? Yeah. Adam Lookman. Did he go to Fulham for a bit? Or, yeah. yeah, he did, didn't he? Sorry, you're right. Yeah. Yep. Just yeah. a really smart, uh, you know, some really smart signings there. Um, and Zambo Anguisa, I totally agree. I, I think. I think for sure um, either Napoli are going to pull their fingers out and keep him or someone else is going to come along and snap him up um, but yeah I, I, I very much enjoyed um, I very much enjoyed him I'm trying to think I, I think I think pound for pound Abubakar's penalties might have been the thing that I enjoyed most in, in the tournament uh, his calmness and uh, I thought about uh uh, Gabassi, the uh, Egyptian keeper, and in the penalty shootout, like Abubakar, just showed you like you can just what happens when you meet like a raging fire. You just pour water all over it, and that's his penalty was so so cool, so 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 calm. Um, and I kind of, I'm really glad that Senegal won. I, I I would have I wish we could have had a Cameroon Senegal final because I think that would have been. Um, God, that would have been amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would have been. Yeah. Yeah, seriously, seriously good. Shame, but yeah, it was. Do you have a Do you have a moment, a moment of the tournament, Sai? Do you have a, a an overriding? Ooh, um, when did Cameroon? So who did Cameroon beat to get to the semi final? What was that game? That was the Cameroon beating. Oh, those were mega games. Um, uh, 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 Gambia, the Gambia. The Gambia, yeah, that was a great moment because it was the host nation and it, and it was a good game, I think, if I remember correctly. And, and um, yeah, that was my highlight tournament. You know, when, a, when a, the host nation goes through to the semi final, obviously you want them to get to the final, but yeah, that would probably be my moment of the tournament. Hakimi's free kicks were un, unreal electric moments as well. Um, it's like single goal moments. Um, but like I said, at the very top, all in all, I, subjectively, I think we have to be honest. and a lot of ridiculous criticism has been handed about to AFCON before it happening, but the actual tournament itself was quite poor, I think, um, which is a shame. But um, how about you, Joe? What was your what was your more way more enlightened moment? Of uh, can I, I, I must say, and you, um, yeah, I think you put it into the group chat, but uh, the Gambia versus Cameroon, the group of fans that just uh, danced back and forth, that small block of red. Like when I saw that, I was like. Oh my god, that's so 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 cool! Uh, yeah, I absolutely loved it. Um, I must say, the I think that my highlight was the Comoros Ghana uh, when Comoros beat Ghana three um, two. Yeah, like I remember you know looking up beforehand and and coming across course, Comoros, yeah. they ranked one hundred thirty second in the world. Uh, I think they a couple of hundred thousand uh, as a as an island. And um, I almost said 
capacity there, population, um, and 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 that absolute rocket of a free kick um, was was something else. So yeah, yeah, I, I think Dugana yeah, not Algeria and Nigeria were both disappointment just, just or Algeria. Algeria being defending hosts. Yeah, went out with a whimper when they had a fit and firing Mares and um, Buf- um, not Buffal, sorry, uh, the West Ham winger. Um, his name's escaped me. Thank you. Yeah, side Ben Rama. Um, both very fit and 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 in form, bringing to the tournament, and they completely, mm. yeah, didn't put much of a defence against their their, their crown. No. Did they? no, they didn't. No, they didn't. Um, all right. Well, I think we should just. Uh, but Commerce was great. Commerce uh, was so good. You just reminded me of that. That was bloody so beautiful. Cool. Wasn't it? So cool. So 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 much fun. Like it. Yeah, Worth it. Uh, it, I, it, I agree with you. I, th- I think you know there's question marks over how how good the the tournament was. But actually, the thing that I like about being in, in the midst of a tournament is like you just kind of you just kept going, aren't you? Like you don't you don't dwell on it too much, and you have these little pockets of moments to keep you going. Mm. It's not until the tournament ends you're like, actually, that was or wasn't very good, um, which is absolutely fine. But um, I was going to say yeah. I I'm just want to sign off uh, on on Ali Usise, um because uh, in a in a tournament where there is a large portion of foreign coaches, uh, foreign white coaches, um, and Ali Usise to be ex player. To have to 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 be Senegalese, um, to I know he, I know he moved to uh, I think he moved to to Paris age age nine years old, but he was born in Senegal, um, and to have had his faith kind of maintained by by the Senegalese FA, um, and for him to have had heartache, you know, he missed missed the penalty in two thousand two, and. To be so cool, and I think you know, I know it's not the be all and end all in the world, but to just look so damn cool. And I thought as I was watching it last night, like he looked one of, um, he looked like one of the guys from the wire, like tracksuited up, like he looked seriously cool. I loved his tracksuit, and I also loved his adherence to the face mask, like he, yeah, right, vigilant, absolute, absolute. Never saw him without no, that thing. Like, I, not I, once. So <laughs> I thought at one moment when there was do, when they were doing the, the the in the final when he had it on, he was talking to his players and he, I thought, is that just like a you can't read my lips type yeah. shenanigan like players love yeah. to do? Yeah. You know. Yeah, I was intrigued yeah. by it. Maybe it's an angle, or maybe he just loves yeah. the mask. I, I was, I was, yeah, it, like in that last penalty shootout moment where they're all huddled and they're talking through, I was like, he's still got his mask on, like, you know. Clarity, clarity yeah. of words. It must be maybe maybe his diction is is like perfect. Um, yeah. All right. Well, should we should we wave goodbye to Afcon? Should we um, should we send it off until until yeah. next time, uh, listeners? I hope you've enjoyed that. Yeah. Let's bring it home. Yeah. Bring it yeah. Close yeah. To home. Um, and we're going to bring it bring it to these shores and and actually um, to these shores by way of Stamford Bridge, where. 6,000 pasty-loving Argyle fans made their presence known in, in the very best of ways on uh, Saturday at 12.30 as they took on the Champions of Europe. 
Chelsea Football Club. And would you believe it, um, Argyle not only went 1-0 up, but came within an absolute whisker. I think years ago I used to say a whisper. A whisker. but which Which could both work? I suppose, like, the essence of a whisper is something... You could maybe describe it as being said like quite thin, um, but yeah, um, they they came a whisker away from uh, beating Chelsea. Uh, they, they they had the absolute audacity to go one 0 up um, with. Uh, I, I, in fact, I was just watching it, um, rewatching it earlier on uh, with a, with a stooped a stooped header um, from. Uh, is it is it Gillespie or Gillespie? Yeah, it's spelled un, unusually, but is it's it? Gillespie. It's Gillespie. All right, cool. Um, yeah, Gillespie um, had a, to send him one up, and the scenes, the absolute blooming scenes um, from the Amazing. six thousand. Ah, uh, oh, it's unbelievable. So um, let's let's get into the game a little bit because Argonne were good, weren't they? Yeah, Sarah? they held their own. I mean, when you look at the bare stats. That- Come the end of the 120 minutes, you know, Chelsea had 70%, 70% possession, over 70% possession, 11 shots on target to Argyle's five, um, and twice as many passes completed. Uh, so that's a pretty grim story, but that doesn't tell the story of the first 70 minutes of the game, where Argyle really held their own. They, um, they had their backs up against the wall. I mean, Chelsea did hit the woodwork at least twice, maybe even three times. Um, so they rode their luck, but some standout performances from the goalkeeper Cooper, who's been the, from the club with the club, sorry, since he was wow. ten, um, so he's twelve years. Mm. Uh, Camera, who we've spoken about before, he genuinely looks like a top-level Championship player, or possibly even a lower-ranked. I mean, would he get in the Burnley team? I mean, maybe, yeah. pro- probably. Yeah, right? um, he was superb. Took the ball on the turn so often and, and broke lines for Argyle and in their counter-attack. And uh, is it Duffy, the number 10? He was really shrewd and, and worked super hard. No, uh, da- uh, M- Mayer's number 10. Danny it is Mayer. Danny Mayer. Sorry, I don't know where I got Duffy from. Yeah, Danny Mayer, is, um, he, he ran himself into the ground, but also was so smart on the ball. Again, his, his, his ball manipulation was such a high level, uh, which speaks to kind of the, the level I've been at for a while, actually, which which has really, really been really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I think a lot of the theme about these FA Cup games and Chelsea, I think, are victim of this is that the last three weeks or definitely two weeks, all these Premier League players have been off on their hollybobs. They've been, yes. sat, they've been lounging yes. up in Dubai doing Instagram snaps and being young lads, which is cool and fine. But, you know, meanwhile, all the championship and league one sides have been grafting week to week. They're match fit, you know, that battle hardened, whatever. And, um, you know, these kind of like Premier League guys slumber back from their holidays and they're thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, easy, easy, um, easy one to warm up to and um, how wrong they were. What a game. And, and watching it on the BBC, I don't know about you, and we spoke about this before, Jonathan Pierce's commentary, it was unbelievable. Like his knowledge of like Devon and Plymouth was wicked and that transpired. Like we all, all simultaneously found out that he's actually from Plymouth. Um, born in Freedom Field, so yeah, that's wild, wasn't it? As you said, I was like, yeah, "No I mean, way!" Really I don't know about you. Having his commentary over it was was brilliant, brilliant. It was such great theatre, wasn't it? It was wicked. It's not like a yeah. not like an England rugby game at times, <laughs> like that abandonment of like you know, ah, oh, just do it. You know, weren't like picking holes in tactical plans. It was just a 
game of football. No, I, I I totally with you. I must say, um, Wilson, Scar, and Gillespie as a you know essentially were a back five, um, but those as a back as the the, the back three were were brilliant. Um, you know to to keep Lukaku quiet. Um, but yeah, just like really really like proud of of, of watching Argyle play. Um, uh, obviously, you know your first twenty minutes was was probably the best point at which they were. That said, the last kind of um, you know that that the, they rose again, didn't they? I think in extra time they like find that they found energy to go again. Um, uh, but that midfield of Kamara, Houghton, and Mayer, that's a really really good midfield. And I think I'd I'd be lying if I said I haven't seen enough of Houghton. Um, but I think he's got he's got pedigrees from the That's Chelsea right. yep. Academy, yep. isn't he? I'm pretty certain. Um, and I, I think both, you know, Danny Mayer's 31 now. Um, I think he made, you know, he, he made the choice to come to Argyle on the back of playing with with Lower at Berry. Um, but technically, Mayer should be playing in the Championship. He's he's definitely Championship level for his technical ability, and and so is Kamara. Like Kamara's got that weird thing where he doesn't look as though he's moving really quick, and then he's like he's galloped half the length of the pitch. You're like, oh okay, like he's his, so fit. his stride length. He's so unbelievably yeah. fit. Like, yeah, gets around the play, gets around uh, that pitch. Okay, he comes because of the three midfield they have. Like that outside centre midfield role requires a lot of running. Like, yeah, pushing yeah, out yeah, the sure. the wide yeah. left back and then Saar, the left back of uh, of Chelsea, was targeted by Cameron. You know, Saar had a poor game and um, yeah, he did. Yeah, Argyle had it. Had Argyle had that right hand side on toast really for a lot of um, a lot of the first half, especially. Hmm. I think maybe um, maybe Jeff Cott wasn't the right um, wasn't the right forward for this. I think maybe if you'd played. Like Ennis from the start, like Ennis and Garrick, like Garrick did well. I thought he, he was able to get around a lot, but we know, like, you know, for those who don't know, like Jeff Cott is like a proper penalty box poacher. Like he is really dangerous around the penalty box area, but maybe wasn't right for for for, for this type of game where we needed, you know, that they they needed kind of they needed they needed players to be be able to like chase back. And 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 run with the ball, and I don't think Jeff Cott's strength is like is running with the ball. Um, I like Garrick; I thought he did really well. Um, yeah, Dan Scar, I thought he was excellent. And and to think that um, yeah, Lukaku was kept quiet. Props to Azpilicueta for his lovely, lovely taken goal, uh, which was which was rather impressive. But people like you know Hudson Odoi, I don't think he caused him that many problems, which found. You know, amazing like what a team you know to to go up against that team and and let's get to let's get to the heartbreak like you know my I gosh know. I was about um, to mention who, Ryan Hardy yeah yeah so can I just was it Hardy or was it who, who um was it Hardy who got fouled as well Hardy came on it? with about 10 minutes to go maybe less um yeah. the number nine 21 year old Glaswegian um I can't remember who he was signed from now. That's going to bug me. But uh, yeah, came on, won the penalty. In uh, what minute was it? Was it literally the hundred twentieth minute of the game? It was. Um, it was like hundred eighteenth. It was. It, it was right it in the was, last steps of the game like to take it to penalty. Ago, stood yeah. up, 
and he was shaking. I don't know if you picked up on that. When we, we were watching quite intently. Uh, I watched this game in Foy, beautiful Foy. Shout out to Martin for a great, great weekend in Cornwall, by the way. Um, so I watched this in beautiful Foy, and we all gathered nice. around the TV, nice. and we could see, we could see him. You know, one of us said when we watched Hardy step up, he's shaking, and he really was. Uh, so it's awful, <clears throat> biggest moment of his life. We were saying on the commute today. Um, shout out to Will as well. Uh, that you know he. That was the biggest moment of his life, and he missed it. Oh God! Um, yeah, yeah. So absolute heartbreak for him and our goal, but they did themselves so proud. Uh, they did the Plymouth. They did the city of Plymouth so proud. Um, yeah. And what yeah, a day okay. out those six thousand fans had! Wow, some of the videos I've seen, incredible. Yeah, absolutely insane. Yeah, really, really impressive. Um, and it is what it is, you know. On on uh, on, on on coming up short, but. Yeah, what what a just yeah, just wild. It was absolutely wild. And I must say, they looked wicked in what their a kit, kit as well. Beautiful kit, isn't it? It is beautiful. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. Um, and it had to be Marcus Alonso. Marcus Alonso, Marcus Alonso is such a party pooper. When he's he a Bond, on, he's a Bond like, villain. No, he's like a Bond villain's henchman. Is like number one henchman. Yes. He's not quite a Bond yes, villain, but he's he like is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 is happy to got the hair for to, it as uh, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a rain on everyone's parade. Can we also say? Can I say something quickly about Argyle manager? Unless you were going to, obviously, then please take the floor. But just Schumacher, you know, this is. I think this is his fifteenth or sixteenth game as Argyle manager after taking over from his best friend Ryan Lowe. Um, and it wasn't too long ago he was the manager of the Everton under 11s team. It's not a joke. It genuinely, wasn't that long ago. Um, which is quite remarkable. And mm. yeah, like I said, he did himself proud. The team did him proud. Uh, and likewise the city so uh, that's a big that was a big thing for him i imagine uh and he speaks really well in the media i don't i'm not going to profess to be a huge argyle expert and this is probably the first time i've seen them play this year um so i take everything i say with a pinch of salt a little bit but he held himself really well i think on in the interviews on a big stage and that can't be um I, I just want to say i uh, in in the in the moments of of quiet uh during the match um, you could hear him. I, I don't know where the the audio, where they were recording from, um, for the audio for the match. But you could hear him very clearly shouting, and his Scouse accent was incredibly thick as I was listening. I was like, oh wow, yeah, yeah, that's uh, inc- incredibly so. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's um, you know, credit to Argyle. They've now got to. Um, I think they've got crew. This week they might have already played by the time it comes out. So, you know, the, I think uh, Chelsea are off to the World Club Cup, and uh, Argyle are, are entertaining crew. So, that that's where we we diverge. Um, let's let's go back a day. We'll we'll open it up a little bit to uh, to the to to the FA Cup. Um, quick one on United getting done on penalties by Middlesbrough, mate. Just, just, just a very oh, we, quick. Oh, <laughs> absolute curveball! Yeah, what a painful night for United. Um, I, I've seen a lot of post-game voices, especially people like Carl Anker and elsewhere United spheres that United played well. I didn't personally see that, and I think a lot of people conflate 15 or 20 minutes of United's competency as a good performance. Like it wasn't strung out over the 90 minutes or the 120 minutes. They drew 1-1 with Middlesbrough. Lot went out on penalties. The young um, Swedish winger Elgar. Uh, missing the fifth and final penalty, sending Middlesbrough through. Um, Middlesbrough's goal was marred in, in in controversy because it hit a player's hand before being knocked over for an assist. 
Um, the law says it isn't a goal. Uh, is is a goal? Beg your pardon. Isn't a foul. Um, but anyone with any eyeballs would say that's <laughs> obviously a foul. And United also missed like a hat full of chances and a penalty. Um, but I still think they were pretty poor, and and, and those th- these things can happen. United have lost seven of their last eight penalty kick um, penalty really? shots. Um, only the last team they beat was Rotherham. Um, so <laughs> on penalties, that is. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, and more off the pitch. Um, Issues with United with Lingard and Ragnick locking horns about who gave who holiday or who wanted holiday. Um, so United, um, I would say march on, but it's more at this stage like a slither. Yeah. Um, I, just just on the holiday thing. Um, I, I've recently booked some holiday off from work. I, I filled out a holiday form and submitted it to my manager. I got an email back back and it said. Joe Holiday approved. What you know? I, they can hire me for that type of um, you know HR wizardry. I've got loads up my sleeve. Um, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very, very reasonable <laughs> fee as well. Um, there, there were a, a slew of uh, yeah FA Cup games on on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I'm not going to go into all of them. Frank Lampard's Chelsea uh, won 4-1 against Brentford. Yeah, well, it is. I beg isn't your it? pardon. You have to put the moniker of Frank Lampard. Oh, Frank Lampard. You said no Frank way. Lampard's <laughs> Chelsea. Ah, no way. Oh, random. Frank Lampard's <laughs> Everton. There we go. Frank Lampard's Everton. Um, actually, just just to just to right, sew right. in all of Frank Lampard's teams. Um, for those who, who haven't come across Mel Morris's, um, I, I don't even know what to make of it. Mel Morris is the ex-chairman of uh, Derby County. He uh, actually owns Derby County's ground, which is utterly disgusting. He he uh, he somehow managed to convince uh, everyone that it's absolutely fine to do this. So there stands a chance of, uh, of, of Derby still being penalised further um, because there are there are two teams who still have grievances and he has basically come out and said well you're gre- it's weird it's it, your your grievances with me not with Derby County so take me to court and leave Derby alone it's like this isn't sorry sorry I'm really sorry but there are rules and legislation which you were happy to flaunt like you were happy to find out and and whatever and and now you're just like yeah just make it up just take me to court yeah okay no sorry man like that the, the just the absolute gall of that guy just just great to me to high heaven um yeah yeah how about the stadium yeah how about give the stadium back and then oh just makes me sick the thought of the thought of derby county like I, I'm so it's it's so weird. They could go out of existence, or they could be docked further points. They could drop down again, and he still keeps the stadium. And and like, you know, everybody involved in that elite level, and uh, the EFL, like they all allowed it to happen. And I'm sorry, sometimes like yeah, but the rules says it's okay. Okay, well, you know, maybe you maybe you need to look at the rules a little bit more because look what look at the mess that that club is in. Um, Anyway, yeah, uh, Frank Lampard's Everton won 4-1. Um, Dele Alli did not play, so I'm not going to go into it. But he did dress nicely, and apparently Glenn Hoddle um, didn't like his outfit. Um, in other Dele Alli chat, Spurs won 3-1. Uh, 
against Brighton. Eve Basuma scored an absolute uh, lovely goal. Um, he was electric, wasn't he? I know. Oh, my God. Do you know, it's, it's quite funny, actually, because um, uh, Spurs Twitter were like, it was nice to watch Spurs play, but my God, Eve Basuma is, is a hell of a player. Like Every Spurs tweet was like, uh, Eve Basuma, Eve Basuma, Eve Basuma. So, yeah, we, we've been saying that for ages. You I have. Think, You've oh, been way ahead of the curve on that one, but if anyone was in doubt... Go watch the highlights of this he's game. Just, he was yeah. he was yeah. he was Brighton, even though they lost three one. But you know he literally was Brighton. Yeah, one man wrecking ball, and um, great to see uh, Romero back for Spurs. Um, he is. I, I think the thing that he will his natural state of play is is to intercept high up the pitch and really quickly instigate uh, vertical passing. And I think that's the kick at the backside that Spurs need. Like you, that's his natural game. So when he's playing that, and when he's winning the ball, like on the halfway line, and he's looking to play those four balls, it's like, oh yeah, we've got to do this, and we've got to move quick. So I'm, um, I'm really excited. I want to see more of him. Um, I just want him to stay fit because, yeah, it was really, really good. How many minutes really, did really um, Kulusevski get? Joe, I saw. Yeah, not paid a little bit. Yeah, he got very little. Um, He literally came on. I think he had like twenty minutes at the end. But uh, Betancourt actually got less, and and yet used his time really, really well. Um, Like I'm, I'm, I'm excited by both of them. Kuliszewski was good. Did nothing amazing, but he was fine. Betancourt was like okay interesting all right you like showed very he was very composed lovely bit of skill here and there um but really 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 composed play so i i wonder what that could mean does it mean like a yeah hoiberg bettenker or or winks bettenker or skip bettenker um yeah i'm gonna stop saying bettenker now but exciting times exciting i'm a geek i'm a geek Um, i'm a geek for these things quickly what what shirt number has bettenker got um, I know Kulusevski's got 21, which I'm very up for. But what's what about Bentoncourt? Uh, Kulish, uh, uh has number 30. Oh, okay, the U- number you had at Juve. Okay, cool. Yeah. 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 Um, the la- last famously sported by Sandro of Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> I love Sandro. Sandro was cool. He was a cool guy. Um, he, he, uh, for, for a moment, Sandro was really, really, really good. Just for like well, like half a season, and it just just all went away um let should we talk the match that did, did you watch the forest match am i right in thinking that because um did you watch the forest leicester match yeah i watched the Leicester. Forest yeah talk match. Let, talk quickly again. i know we want to get on to, to syria A, but um but jed spence <laughs> what's he all about poor brendan poor leicester brendan. i think leicester are in a bit of a crisis a little bit of a not crises, but a bit of like a, a bit of a point of soul searching on they. They've got to decide what they want to do moving forward. Um, and this high, this result highlighted it. It literally could have been six 0 at half time. That not an not in a forest uh, performance. No the crowd were so. Uh, the crowd is never, uh, plays sometimes a, a small or, or large part in a game, and they played a monumental part in that game. Um, two quick fire goals kind of like sealed the game. Two goals in sixty seconds. A horrible back pass from Mendy, was it? I, I, Amendi, Amendi, maybe I forget the Leicester guy's name. Um, but Leicester weren't at it at all. Not in first row over them. It was such like an, a classic FA Cup tie. Um, 
they got a goal back to make it 3-1 but soon soon killed off by the the forest captain and with a header from the corner um and yeah some really bad performances brendan rogers came out after the game kind of called out his players very un rogers like said that some of them have played the last game for leicester which i thought was pretty no way. pretty cutting yeah um and i think the club have got to ask themselves some questions whether they double down on forest um on on brendan sorry and top this up to a bad season with injuries being a factor and reinvest in the summer and go again possibly sell off more than one asset like t elements and indeed or t elements and one other and reinvest that with brendan at the helm or they decide to go in another direction and still inevitably you lose those names um because i think after winning they've kind of peaked haven't they they've overperformed for so many years maybe they're just regressing to the mean and trying to keep up like the standards of winning FA Cups like they did last year and having Europa League runs like they did in the last few seasons. This isn't sustainable and um, you can't keep overperforming year after year after mm. year. And that means, and that's on all levels of the club. They can't keep recruiting as well as they have. They can't keep performing as well as they have. So maybe we're seeing a bit of that with Leicester and maybe we're seeing a bit of um, a team um, no longer with as much hunger as they had last year. Um, and good on Forest. Um, good for them. Um, a club bottom of the championship um, with a mad performance that the FA Cup can kind of throw out um, and kind of it was the last FA Cup game of the weekend with a bonk, absolute bonkers amazing FA Cup weekend I really really love this round probably my favourite round of FA Cup I've ever ever witnessed um, wow. I maybe I've mentioned on the pub before I'm not a big FA Cup fan wow. because yeah it's really captured me because I, like I mentioned a few months ago as a United fan I'm just spoiled and horrible and I'm just like oh yeah the FA Cup and it doesn't that's what we've been saying about you behind your back it does to say yeah yeah well to be fair and uh, so now it's now I've kind of witnessed like it vicariously through Argyle and, and, other, and other teams I really really felt this weekend it was wicked um, yeah. just sorry I kind of went off on a massive no 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 that's, that's there, obviously fine I do want to highlight because it, it just keeps happening uh, and it, it does worry me um, the, the, the Leicester fan who literally attacked the Nottingham Forest players um like you know there's 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 been lots of discussions of like the use of cocaine at stadiums and i i have no idea um but it there is there's there's a there's an increase uh of of violence towards footballers that that i've never witnessed in my lifetime um people you know those who are older might reference the 80s and stuff like that i don't know um but like the one thing I don't think and I'll be really intrigued is that I don't think there was ever this hostility towards players. That's right. It's usually towards you're right. In the eighties and nineties, there was other fans, and this yeah, is different, like, like you said, that, totally that's different. absolute wild. And and my worrying thing is, like, if if it's not addressed, or and if people don't like self police themselves, we will have we'll have like the the we'll have the perspex, we'll have the the Italians, they'll, they'll just put things up. They'll just do it. The, the product is too valuable. We, I mean, we're not just seeing it in the UK. I mean, obviously, there's been a rise of it in the UK, but France has been marred by this France is massive. all season. Yeah. yeah. Really, yeah. really bad. And, and wasn't, was it two or three weeks ago we saw two Villa players... No, sorry. Yeah, two Villa players being hit with bottles from yep. fans in the Premier League. Um yeah, there's one one super serious awful incident away from 
um, it, it all being locked down and, and ruining it for millions of people across the country, um, which would be an absolute travesty. So they, people need to get a grip on it. And uh, yeah, there's a weird bubbling antisocial thing going on at the moment, isn't there, in football grounds? Yeah. And someone needs to get a handle on yeah, it. Yeah, I'm totally with you. Totally with you. Um, just a quick shout out to um, to Liverpool's 3-1 win at Cardiff, mainly because it saw uh, Harvey Elliott uh, come back and, and score a beautiful, beautiful goal. A little kind of uh, first touch, a uh, uh, first touch kind of control, and then like second touch was like a half volley. Um, and that's great. Yeah, it's great to see him back. Um, sorry, I, I want us to to get over to, to Syria because you um, you have very much enjoyed uh, a couple of interesting games over over the weekend. What what was your pick? I know the I know objectively that the Milanese derby was probably a better game, but I did prefer that Juve spectacle because of Vlahovic, man child. But we talk, uh, we spoke about the top of the show. He he was. I speak about the Juve game first. Um, a two 0 win against. Um, oh God, was it Hellas Verona? There was so meaningless in the game. It was Verona. Hellas Verona. Um, Vlahovic opening his account with Juve in his debut. A really lovely goal. Dybala with a great assist, knock over the, knock over the top, and then Vivic running onto it first time, flit outside of the flick of the left foot, finish over the keeper from edge of the box, like really calm, accomplished finish for someone who would have been buzzing before that game, like oh my god, uh, yeah, 60 million euro transfer to Juventus, 21 year old, number seven shirt, blah blah blah. Um, he must have had a fairly sleepless night before before. Uh, the game, but he didn't show. He played absolutely magnificently. Juve look resurgent now, and their other new signing, um, Zakari. Zaka- mm. Is it Zakari or Zakaria? Uh, yeah, IA, yeah. Zakaria. He bagged, Zakaria. Uh, for a defensive midfielder, doesn't usually find himself in these positions, bagged himself a goal, a well-taken, accomplished finish as well. So Juve's two new signings um, were the difference. Uh, and, you know, Allegri's mm. always been his track record of integrating new signings has actually been um, a process of like six months bleeding them into the team getting them used to the first team they wouldn't certainly be chucked in at the deep end but times are different you know Juve are trying to get themselves claw themselves back into that top four championship um, Champions League spaces um, so all hands to the pump and, and the brand new uh, 70 million duo um, Came good, so but I mean, Hellas Verona are a poor side, and Juve should be sticking those sort of teams away. But we did, I think, see the start of a blossoming relationship between Dabala and Vlajevic. They complement each other rather well. Um, Dabala dropping off into space, Vlajevic only concerned with going forward, like he's not interested in that whatsoever. Morata mm. supporting cast, I think, will, 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 will thrive under someone like Vlajevic. Um, he's no longer the target man, which. He's not one. Don't, don't, don't you think... You, you talked about um, Senegal um, forever, the bridesmaid, never finally got to be the bride. Do you not think with Morata, he he would absolutely... He, his anxiety levels go through the roof when he has to be the bride and all yeah, he wants to do is be the bridesmaid. Cast. He's a brilliant supporting actor. You know, he's not the main guy you're going to feature yeah, your feature film agree. hangs on, all right? But he's there... To make scenes no. come alive, you know, um, to, to use a continued really bad film analogy, uh, he he's he's not going to be he's not going to be Ajax <laughs> in Eternals. Really good supporting actor. 
Oh no, he no, 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 no. Sorry, Icarus. He's not going to be Icarus in Eternals. No. Sorry, listeners. Don't watch Eternals, listeners. Whatever you do, don't um, watch don't Eternals. Don't watch Marvel. With- Two hours and 36 minutes, Sorry. Yeah, that's pretty standard these days, though, isn't it? I'm all right watching Marvel films. Yeah, it is. That's intense, man. I got an hour and 10 minutes in, and I was like, oh, my God. It's only my hangover that's stopping me from doing other things. Uh, it's the only, yeah, it's like, it's, it's terrible. But, yeah, and, and then now, quick... Um, you talk about was... um, Uve kind of... No, I was going to say, like, Juve now find himself in fourth place, which just kind of seems mental. Um, Atalanta losing, uh, and, and Juve now ahead of them two points. It's like, how how has that happened? Like, really, how has that happened? Um, and yet, they're now there. They're seven points off Milan. Okay, maybe they're not going to catch them. Maybe, you know, but, but they're definitely ahead of the curve now for that for that um, final Champions League place. Yeah, they're in there. I wouldn't roll them out of the Scudetto just yet. It would be a unbelievable comeback from this wow, stage. yeah, they're only eight because points. Because Inter... Wow. Yeah. Mm. It is only eight points. It is. And Milan and Inter are, you know, played out a good game, but they're not hugely convincing. You can see them um, definitely putting together a few losses in a row that we've seen that earlier in the season in fact mm. um into being a little bit more consistent uh so i i it's not over till it's over um juve will go right to the end no doubt they're like a they're like a bit like george second round uh second half of his career george foreman you know that has absorb a lot of pressure and in the 15th round they're still there <laughs> they're still there clubbing you away in the head that's what they, they remind me of <laughs> Jack will appreciate that. Nice, nice. Hit hit us up with the um, the the Inter uh, Inter Milan two one Milan. Sure, yeah, the Milanese derby. It's a really fun game, really really good game. Inter going one 0 up, then ended a dramatic comeback from a a Giroud brace. um, Brought brought the Milanese, uh, yeah, brought brought the Milanese derby to to the red side, red and black side of. Milan. It was. Uh, it was actually a really. It was a really uh, good game. Really high quality game. Um, uh, and I think actually Milan would find themselves a little bit fortunate um, to find themselves on the winning end. There was a little bit of smashing grab about it, uh, and a really brilliant, um, petulant red card by Theo Hernandez at the end of the game, where he just <laughs> is like the 91st minute, and it was like a break on the halfway line. Just booted Dumfries and just walked off the pitch good, good. Didn't, didn't say a word to anyone yeah really just left yeah it was love quite, that it was quite an exit yeah it was quite an exit um, but Giroud I love Giroud I really really love I, I, I've really grown to appreciate him as, as he's reached his like mid 30s that second goal the touch turn left foot sweeping finish as he falls it's like Absolute trademark Giroud, and I don't know. a goal worth seeking out. He, I, don't I don't know why Giroud didn't get himself off to uh, Serie A sooner. He, he like he's made he's made for Italian football. He's made for like just a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, you can. You know, he's thirty five now. I bet you he's still there in two years. Like he, because that's the nature of like Italian football. It's like, okay, you, you're going to now do a really good job for like Hellas Verona, like Luca Toni did, or uh, or Torino, or it's it's where it's the technical, and he and he's a wonderfully technical player, Giroud, um, and they know how to make use of like of of 
of people's um, strengths. I always think that's what like one of the things I love about Italian football. They're like, you are really good at this, so we're going to get you to do this. Um, and yeah, yeah, he's he's good. He's good. I'd say I'd say quickly as well about that game is that Tonali was man of the match. <coughs> excuse me, and Tonali is slowly becoming maybe in the top five players in Serie um, There's only a few players I'd have ahead of him, like maybe Barella, who was on the same pitch, funnily enough, on, on Saturday. He was, yeah, he was man of the match, um, Tonali. He was great um, and dispelled once and for all any comparisons with him and Andre Pirlo. He was far more, far more no Conte way. on the weekend than he was Pirlo's driving forward with the ball yeah breaking up play driving forward with the ball carrying the ball really intelligently um he's so skillful in, sm- in small spaces as well um for even quite for quite a big guy as well he's not he's not dainty little midfielder he's um yeah proper proper italian midfielder very exciting nice nice they're going to need him in uh in the, the 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 knockout games for for the world cup qualifiers no doubt um so we are we are uh, we're heading to Epic, epic uh, uh, recording time here. So um, I, I don't know. Is there is there anything, any other love that you want to give to Syria? Because there is one game that I just I just feel I must um, discuss. But it's in the Bundes. It's 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 the Bundesliga. I'm afraid. So I'm giving you a chance to to uh, to to give any shout outs to Syria. I'm tapping out. I want to hear about it. I know the scoreline, but I haven't seen the game that you're going to reference. So I want to hear all about it. Well, well, it's it's. Leverkusen Dortmund 5-2 um, I think if you ever want to go and watch a game that's going to give you goals go and watch the Leverkusen Dortmund match I think they average five goals a game over the last like 10 fixtures yeah I think the last 10 fixtures has yielded 50 goals something like that 50 goals that'd be 10 goals it's it's, it's a it, yeah 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 it's it's an insane it's 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 nuts um and we got to see uh i don't i don't know what it is with Bay Leverkusen i don't know why more of their players aren't aren't traded because you know we spoke about Tapsoba he's been there for a long time now Tapsoba Jonathan Tarr has been there i think his entire career and yet Jonathan Tarr's only like 25 years old um he's really 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 yeah he's 25 really good defender i'm i'm really amazed that nobody signed him up um Musa Diaby i, d- I don't know like I, d- I don't know how Musa Diaby's still there he's only 22 he's been there for several seasons now he's been there for like maybe three seasons um, and then you have Florian Wirtz, who is literally just coming into his own. Um, uh, and and weirdly, uh, Patrick Schick did not score, which is highly unusual. Um, but this is a team, um, uh, and and the coach is the, I think I don't know how to pronounce his name. Cioane, Gerardo, Cioane. Um, anyway, he was the young boys coach previously, and and on obviously opposite them you have um, you have Marco Rosa's Dortmund, and we spoke earlier. You know, Dortmund have have signed Nicolas Sula on uh, on a, on a free transfer next year, which I just think's weird. I, like the whole Dortmund Bayern Munich thing. Um, like, what's this for then? Is like, do you think just for one little minute? Do you? Has it crossed your mind that maybe it's like, okay, we'll give you Nicholas, we'll we'll edge Nicholas Sula to you, 
and maybe you give us no. Erling Braut Haaland at the end of the season. Do you think? Because you this think is the weird okay? thing that they I do. I don't see that. But where is where is he going to go? Like Mbappe is going to Real Madrid, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. True. I think he, Haaland could Haaland could well be with him. I don't want to see. But like, does that even work? Think, like, let's be Perez honest. Cares does what are you going to do? Play four four two? You're going like, to push football, isn't it? I don't know. I don't see Lewandowski. Lewandowski's too good. He's too fit. If it was two seasons, if we're talking two seasons in the future, it's, it's it absolutely it's happening. Um, and I think Haaland sees himself outside of the Bundesliga now. I think he recognises he needs to move up a league, whether that's the Premier League or, or, or La Liga. Um, that's 100% what's, what's going to happen. Um, I do not see him going to buy. And I think the Sula move is more to do with um, probably a pay rise and reassured of playing minutes. Because Sula is, plays a lot for Bayern, but he's not absolute cast iron centre-back. Um, no, he's not. And they've got a lot of young, they've got a lot of young, very promising, very good French centre backs coming through. That um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, Upamecano is going to have to step up and be number one mm. sooner rather than later. I think. Step up, Upamecano. So I did that. Um, yeah, Zagadou and uh, and Akanji uh, had had horror matches, um, but I don't I don't know what to say. Um, the 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 Marco Rosa thing is still not working. Um, you know, you've got a midfield of Bellingham, De Hood, Brandt. That's a really good midfield. Um, okay, you, your front three of Hazard, Marlin, and Royce. Uh, that's still really good. Defense is the defense is maybe the worry. Guerrero's fine as your left back. Thomas Munier, I've never really thought him great. And Akanji and, and Dan Axel Zagadou, I don't really rate Zagadou that much. Um, my eyes always light up when he plays because I think he would be a player that I um, I targeted. But there just seems to be a lot of youth, and uh, and it's really good. Youth is really really good, but it needs to be like managed and delivered. I I I just don't know. I really don't know. I think Marco Rose is going to blow this. That's what I think. I think Marco Rose is going to blow it. And I, and and uh, the noises are all fine. But if Leverkusen, if Leverkusen managed to get second place, and I don't think it's it's I think it's tighter, um, for, like there's five points in it, um, and Dortmund Dortmund have conceded. Oh, this is what I checked the other night. They've conceded 36 goals in the Bundesliga. Only teams who've conceded more are uh, Greuther Firth, uh, Stuttgart. Hertha Berlin, Gladbach, Gladbach, which is totally weird, and that's it. That's nuts. This like the second, the team who are second in the league have the what conceded the the fourth. Unbelievable. Fourteenth, fourteenth. Unbelievable. Um, so yeah, um, uh, that, that's 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 where I'm at. Uh, I just I'm quite fascinated. Um, I always think Marcotti made a really astute point. Did beautiful Jude uh, Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Dehoud, Jude, and the Dude. Um, Julian Brandt. Um, Dehoud, Dude, and the Dude. But, um, but th- and that's my point. Like, something... Yeah, there, there's something not working there. I think it's that simple. Um, and they really... You, you know, you can kiss goodbye to... You know, it's nine points. Forget it. It's done. You know... Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I, it just bothers me. Really, really bothers me. Um, anyway, I think um, I think we should maybe maybe look to wrap it up. We're going in. We're going. We're going in long, Sai. It's uh, it's been fun though. Um, it has been a good one. It's been nice just two of us. Um, I'm going to uh, yeah. I've got I've got nothing else to bring to the table, other than saying thank you very much for keeping me company. As always, it's a pleasure, buddy. Pleasure is all mine. Thank you. Thanks, dude. Um, listeners, I uh, hope you've enjoyed this one. Uh, we will be back next week where I believe you'll be treated to the hosting voice of Jimmy Floyd. Um, and there might even be another Jimmy. We're gonna, uh, Yeah, I think that's, that's the case. I think, uh, I think Jimmy Townsend's penciled in as well. So it'll be the two Jimmys. There are two small um, uh, two, two admin points I want to point out, which is... One, I absolutely shameless self-promotion for JB, but I absolutely loved the last pod that you, Jimmy T, <laughs> and Will did together. Absolutely stellar stuff. Really listened to it twice. Genuinely one of my favourites you've ever done or JB's ever produced. And number two is we do have a YouTube channel now. Um, we're probably from this recording onwards going to start putting them on YouTube. So um, search us uh, with all good search engines and, and find us there like subscribe notification button whatever. absolutely um that's a great shout yeah uh, thanks man yeah uh, as always we uh we, we love it what i will say is that if you do listen to the pod uh it mean massively if you can rate it either rate it on spotify rate it on itunes um i hate it i i don't i don't care but apparently it's really important and it does it does mean that in the weird world of algorithms um algorithms like things like ratings and nice words so if you can leave some for us that would be amazing we've got a live event coming up soon in march so please keep your your eyes peeled if you're in the plymouth area uh, and we're going to have a couple of live events based uh, in in plymouth over the next couple of months so so do attend and uh, and yeah if you can support us that means we can grow we can do more cool things um but mostly just enjoy listening and, uh, and be good um we'll see you next week Thank you very much.